Welcome to episode 51 of the PlayStation Report. I am Tyler Loy with my uh, friendly friend, guy, thing, the Asian sensation, Franklin Sizemore. You've added so many titles to my name so far. I can't keep track of all of them. You're going to have to stick to something. I'm just going to keep adding. Fuck it. No. Why not? I don't think you'll remember all of them. (laughs) (laughs) I probably won't. I probably won't remember him five minutes from now. Mm. Actually, I don't even remember him right now. What what did I say? (laughs) I don't remember them either. (laughs) Anyways, uh, this is episode 51. There's a lot to talk about. This is a podcast about video games, specifically PlayStation. Um, Thank God it's just about PlayStation this week. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Why don't we just dive into it? No no need to fuck around, man. There's just... We both have played a lot of a very specific game. Well, not me. But I know you have. And then there's a few other things I'd like to talk about. Uh, and then there's a lot of news to get to as well. So, why don't we knock out everything that isn't Horizon Zero Dawn first? Because I'm sure we'll have very lengthy conversations about that game. Horizon Zero Dawn is finally out. Finally, feels like it's taken forever, but uh, yeah. What have you been playing that isn't Horizon Zero Dawn, if anything at all? Oh God, next to nothing. Just some Fire Emblem Heroes on my phone, um, which is not PlayStation at all. Um, shit, I played some Rocket League as usual. Um, looking forward to starting to play some more Overwatch because. There's some exciting things happening there that we'll talk about later. Yeah. But yeah, there's not much else other than Horizon Zero Dawn. I have a few things. Number one, Watch Dogs 2. I'm almost done with this game. But the other day, I decided I'm just going to trophy hunt because I am very close to the Platinum. Basically, I want to set myself up for when I finish the game story, I get the Platinum and I'm done. Mm. That... So I'm almost there, and I'm like, ah, but there's five online multiplayer trophies. I'm like, damn it. I lied. I did play another game, but continue with Watch Dogs. Yeah. Um, So I'm like, damn it. They're not too bad, and I ended up getting four of them. But there's this one trophy called One One of the Gang, I think, that can just go fuck the fuck off, man. I hate this trophy. Basically, what it requires you to do is complete what's called dead sec events. And dead sec events only happen when you're online and you, after you, when you're basically roaming around the world in co op with somebody. So basically, and they're random, you might not even get them. So basically, the best way to trigger them is to do a co-op mission with somebody, and then hopefully one will trigger not long after. And you have to do five of these. I ended up doing two of them, and I kept having to go from co-op session to co-op session. And we would, like, complete a mission, and then my co-op partner would decide to just go fucking off the rails and get us a five-star rating from wanted level and then we just end up dying and get getting stuck in this loop of just escaping cops. And I'm like, come on, man. Can we not? I'm just trying to get this trophy. So I did two of them. Cool. 
I'm just going to try to get one more because it's getting kind of late. End my night. Party up with somebody else. This person's not even playing. So I end up doing the co-op mission all by myself, which was really hard because they're designed for two people. Ending up completing it. And basically when you complete the mission, both players have to leave the area. And the area is very large. And this guy isn't playing. And he's stuck in the area. It was terrible. So I had to go get a car, drive my ass over to him, and literally just keep pushing him until he gets out of the area. That was a good solid three or four minutes. Okay, cool. Mission complete. I'm just roaming around the world hoping one of these events pops up. Event pops up. Awesome. I'm going to go do this thing. I, it, it's, a, it's a thing where you got to go to a specific spot, just upload a virus, and then just wait. And stay in the area until it's done. The This specific type of event is designed for two people. Absolutely. Because they're sending nothing but armored dudes at you from both sides in a very small space. And you can't really hide. You can't really use your toys. And I ended up dying. And then the event did not trigger again. And I was very frustrated. So I still have three of these left. And it's extremely frustrating to do by yourself. Fuck. Like, mm. don't launch an online session if you're not going to fucking play. What are you doing? Exit the damn game. This is very frustrating. It's the only trophy. Once I get this trophy, then I think there's two more that I'm almost, you know, almost there for. And then I can finish the story, which I'm pretty damn close to doing. Then I got my platinum. It's a fun game otherwise, but very frustrating story. Um, another game I've been playing, I played the demo of Near Automata, I think it's called. Uh, I like third-person stylized action games like, like this, like I beat the fuck out of Bayonetta 2. I loved both Ninja Gaiden and Ninja Gaiden 2, you know, well over 10 years ago now. Um, so I enjoy those games, and I, I don't know. I, I wasn't too blown away by the demo. I think it's kind of a bad section, to be honest with you. It didn't look good. It played fine. Like, I was enjoying the combat, but it, not as much as I feel like I should. Then the final boss fight was okay. wasn't blown away. I didn't really like the voice acting. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a great... I understand why they put out a demo, because one, this game comes out next week, next Tuesday, which is a terrible time for a game like this, because it's just going to be completely drowned by all these major AAA releases. And uh, so I understand that, but at the same time, I don't think it's a game that's great to demo, or at least the demo they chose just is not was not sitting well with me. I don't know. Check it out on your own though. Um, I wasn't too blown away. Another game we played, well, we didn't actually get to play it together, but we played that Ghost Recon Wildlands beta. Mm-hmm. Um, this was extremely frustrating. Basically, you know, I, I, we both loaded in, we both created our character, we both did the first mission, and then we're like, hey, let's party up. And this game was having some, like, serious fucking 
online problems on my end, and it was extremely aggravating. I would log into the game, and there's a notification center that just gives you notifications you know, when you get an invitation and all kinds of stuff. The notification center would tell me, you are online, online features enabled, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, cool. And then I would go to invite you or join your game or anybody's game, even a public session, and it would tell me my NAT type is offline, and there's no way to check that. There's no way to fix that. There's nothing. Mm. Jack shit. And it just kept forcing me into this offline nature after it would tell me I'm online. I reset my router. I did a whole bunch of stuff, and it just would not work. It was very frustrating because I actually enjoyed what I played. Um, it's fun. It's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a neat neat game. It's it's pretty looking. It's got some interesting stuff going for it. Uh, but that just I didn't even play it anymore after that first mission because I was just so frustrated. I I know I probably should have, but I was like I enjoy what I played, but that just really fucking pissed me off. Uh, I don't know what 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 do you think about that game? I like what, as you said, I I like what I played of it too. I like some some of the key things in there for me was like even single player. I love like the control of the squad. Like it's a completely different game single player to multiplayer. When you're playing single player, you're like in command, mm-hmm. but when you're when you're playing multiplayer, it's a lot of communication and trying to trying to sync stuff up with other human beings, which is difficult. But, um, yeah, it yeah. it turns into diff- a different game when you play single player. It's a lot more tactical, Right. I, I want to say. Yeah. Um, it, it's not as likely to get off the rails if you know what you're doing. Um, I do, I like some of the weapon stuff, like the whole wesp- weapons customization, like earning weapons and that kind of stuff. Uh, looks really cool. It's a Ubisoft game. But um, it seems yeah. to be better than previous Ubisoft games, except that they still need to get their online services better. Yeah, they, they need I, to make that better. Yeah, I agree, and I think I feel I feel better about this than I did with, say, the Division. You know, I, this is a little bit less of an RPG than the Division, but you're still. You know, you're completing missions, you're getting experience, you're buying skills and getting weapons and all that stuff. There's not really there's there's not a loot aspect to it really, but uh, I don't know. With four players, I can see this being a lot of fun. Uh, but it is a Ubisoft game. You're raiding camps, you're taking out dudes, and it's an open world. It's a very large open world, a very very large open world. Um, I'd say the one thing that that just was I did not think was great about it at all was the driving. The driving of the vehicles is not good. You go from like zero to 500 miles an hour in like two seconds and it just feels off, you know, turning and you'll be crashing and falling off of ledges and all kinds of shit, which might be funny and goofy, but it, it can be really annoying at times. I don't think any Ubisoft game has good driving. No, even it, it even really doesn't. I think the crew, which was their uh, racing yeah. game, I thought yeah. that driving was bad too. And it's a fucking I racing agree. game. I agree. Far Cry never has had great driving. Watch Dogs does not have great driving. Yeah, they're not they're not good at that. They need they need some driving experts. Mm. They should get Jeff Gordon to come in and help them out. I mean, he's retired. 
Why not? Uh, well, it's not. <laughs> it's bad yeah. enough that we can turn sharply right and left, but if we can only turn left, that's not going to be yeah. good. Yeah. Hey, man. Did you watch that Daytona 500? No, I didn't. I heard it was crazy. A lot of crashes. There was. There was. It's like the only race I really watch every year. Hmm. Uh, just because I grew up when I was real little. My, my family loves NASCAR. So I usually watch that one because it's the biggest race and it's okay. Hmm. But yeah, there was a lot of crashes. They, they didn't really wreck each other until like halfway through the race and then it just decided to say just fuck it. They just mm-hmm. took the whole field out. It was great. All right. I like that stuff. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot to mention earlier. I played and finished Dishonored 2. Oh, boy. How was yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's really fucking good. It's better than the first one, and the first one was really good. Um, yeah. So I, I played through as Emily, and I played through on a chaos run, which is like just kill everything, whatever it takes to get through the mission as quickly as possible. I literally finished it 30 minutes before Horizon Zero Dawn unlocked. <laughs> Nice. So yeah, I, I was leaving it kind of late, um, but I I absolutely enjoyed it. I think the level design is just magnificent. Um, two of the greatest levels I've played in video games: the Clockwork Mansion and a Crack in the Slab. Some of the most ever. Yes, ever. Two of the wow. greatest levels ever. Right on. Yeah, that's great. Those two missions are just perfect. They're perfect. And they have so many different ways you can approach them. Of course, I'm just going to be a jackass and kill everything. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's... It's definitely a game that I want to run through multiple times playing different methods. Like, I definitely want to go for a no-kill run and then a run where, like, nobody sees me. Yeah. That that would be interesting to try to do. Did you ever ghost any mission at all oh no i was just second game i <laughs> no no i'm, I'm a complete jackass because i was just trying to get through these games quickly and i figured yeah. that's the quickest way to do it, it just... i ghosted one mission during the first game and it is extremely satisfying and it's extremely intense too because when you actually like finish your objective in a non-lethal way and then you just leave and you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, nobody saw me and I didn't kill anything. It kind of feels weird because you're used to always ending your missions killing something or, you know, but uh, it's cool. It's a good feeling. I'm excited. You have me very excited to play that game, yeah. but I'm also sad because I have no fucking clue when I'm going to be able to play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, man, I fucking love that game, man. Would it have made your top 10 for the year? I think it would have. I, I'd have to go review the games that were on my top 10, but I think it would have a spot somewhere up there. Along with Stardew yeah. Valley. Stardew Valley might have even cracked the top three. Yeah. See, they're adding online. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. And that's going to be amazing when it happens. Yeah. You're going to have I, to get Stardew Valley and farm with me. I just might have to do that. We'll just lose our lives together. Mm-hmm. We can marry each other. Can we do that? I don't know what their online functionality is going to be like. Dude, if we can marry each other, oh boy. Oh yeah, we'll have a wedding. Oh my god. Oh, gonna, oh my god. We'll ha- we'll have horses and we'll and we'll mm. name our horses like like other names of of people. Yeah. You can you can ride Keith. 
and I'll ride Sam. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're getting the bigger end of the stick. <laughs> Let's be real. I know. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. Those are video games we've been playing. Although there's one more. Yes. One more we've both been playing, and it is the big one this week. Yeah. Finally, we've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I know you've probably played a lot more than me. I'm only three hours in. Unfortunately, I started later than I wanted to on Tuesday. And then I realized, because I completely lost track of time playing this game, and I went, fuck, I need to go to bed. So then I went to bed, and then the next day, I couldn't play it at all yesterday, and you know now I'm recording this beautiful podcast with you. Mm. So I've just been dying to get back to this game. Uh, but I think we can both agree that Horizon Zero Dawn is a fantastic game. Yes, absolutely fantastic. It is not without its small issues. Uh, it's not a perfect game, but goddamn, is it a great game. Um, how much have you played? I've played about 12 hours. Right on. Um, actually, no, maybe, no, shit, did I play more than, no, actually, I've played 20 hours. Oh. I there lost track of time because, um, Tuesday more well, Monday night slash Tuesday morning, I played about two hours at that time, um... And then Tuesday, I I took that day off, played about 10 hours on Tuesday. (laughs) I I lost track of time because it's an amazing game and I don't want to get pulled away from it. And then I played like probably, yeah, probably another six to eight hours yesterday. Stayed up way too late. Yeah. Mm. That's a thing, man. I just think of Horizon Zero Dawn as Tomb Raider meets... Far Cry with a way better world. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it just has the feel to me of a of the rebooted Tomb Raider series. And then it has a lot of Far Cry elements, you know, bandit camps. Uh, Killing animals you know, to make bags. Yeah, exactly. The crafting, the, the picking up resources around the world, all kinds of stuff. But the world is so freaking interesting to explore and so far i'm really enjoying the story and the characters too it, i just think both of those things are way better than than a far cry game um man it's just it's great i'm i'm a little maybe i'm a little weird maybe people are like this i don't know if i play an open world game most of the time, I need to be doing something at least. A mission, a quest, whatever. I need to have some objective. Mo- There's very few times where I can play an open world game and literally just explore for no damn reason and have no you know, set path. But this is one where I'm like, I just want to see everything that this world has to offer because um, it's super, super intriguing um, I love it, man. It's it. What's your favorite part about? It? I gotta say, I love the photo mode. The photo I mode too is fucking. I've been using amazing. the photo mode. Yes, I love it. In fact, the um, 
the thumbnail you're going to see for this on YouTube is going to be one of my screen captures that I just took before we recorded. And it's got one of those big Thunderjaw monsters you haven't come across yet. No. I'm just telling no. you, those things are fucking difficult. Pro tip. I... If you're right. fighting one of those big-ass monsters that has, like, heavy weapons that you can knock off, knock off those heavy weapons and use it against them. It is the easiest way to take them down. Because <laughs> otherwise, you're just going to sit there and try to grind out a fight. Yeah. Well, and that, I think, gets me to my favorite part about this game completely, which is the combat. I mean, the combat is so intense and so satisfying and so... It just feels so open in a way. Like you can kind of approach any fight any way you want. And but it's very it can be very difficult and you have to think quickly, you have to react quickly, you have to move quickly. Uh I there's a mission you I mean you probably did. It's very very early in the game. It's like the first side quest you can get. Um you have to go find a spear. That's all I'm, I'll say. But where you find a spear, there's a bunch of enemies up there. And you've ran into, out in the wild, and through the tutorial and stuff, one of the types. But you're running into a brand new type. But there's like maybe five or six of them up there. And it, I I was just could not get over how intense it was. And then when you win, you just like breathe this sigh of relief. Like, wow, I'm still alive. Holy crap, I don't know how I'm, I'm still alive, but... Um, you know, some of the skills you get are pretty cool, uh, early on. I like the one where you can slow down time. It's great. Mm. Just aim your bow, slow down time and pop them right in the eye. It's great. I love it. Uh, but combat's just super satisfying. I'm, I'm only up to the point. I got the trip caster, which you've probably seen in the E3 demos. It's just a thing where you kind of create a trip wire almost and can stun homies. It's great. Mm. Took out the sawtooth. Oh yeah, the sawtooth. Sawtooth's a bitch. I'm just gonna tell you right right now, sawtooth's a bitch enemy. Yeah, yeah he was. He uh, almost got me, but I got him. Mm. It, it's great. It, it feels feels a little monster huntery too. It's like you're just kind of yeah, learning taking how down to... big things. It's cool. And there there comes a point where you just learn how like each each uh, machine behaves so you can you know where you're dodging it's it's almost dark souls ish in a way where like you know exactly the animation it's about to go into to like either hit you with their tail or something like that yeah yeah um it's yeah the combat is supreme especially like the systems are like the weaknesses like some things are weak to different elements that you can shoot at them there are other enemies that have like armor plating around certain like components that you have to shoot off before you can uh, attack their weak points. Yeah. It's like man, I love I love the creature design in this and they look like just monster forms of like actual creatures or dinosaurs. Yes. Absolutely. It's great. Um What do you think of the story? I mean, you're much farther than I I am, Ooh. but I I really enjoyed so far in when it comes to open world games, that's something that can be most of the time a miss. Uh, but so far, I'm like, damn. Like, they just are really putting putting this together. And the performances are fantastic, especially uh, Ashley Birch. Yes, Ashley Birch. Who, who does Aloy. Just 
absolutely incredible performances throughout. Mm-hmm. I love it. What do you yeah, think of it? I think it is... I want to say it's up there with The Witcher as like one of the best uh, open-world stories. Wow. Um, That's great. It's I love the side quest too, and I love how there aren't too many side quests in this game like there are in other games, like The Witcher. Um, yes. But the side the side quests in this actually, some of them seem meaningful. There are some that are sort of fetch questy, but they're like, it's a video game ass video game, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are rewards for doing these like collectibles, and I'm just gonna talk about like the world in general here like there's this one cl- collectible that's called ancient vessel there are a bunch of coffee mugs <laughs> but there's this there's this person in the city that you'll find later on that is collecting these things and is speculating on what they were used for wow that's it's great just, yeah it's it's crazy and if you read it this is one of the few games where i'm actually like reading into the every like lore piece that's out in the wild um, I haven't done that since The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion because it's just time-consuming. But I'm mm-hmm. actually reading everything that I'm seeing here, and like the way they're building this world is pretty fucking amazing. Especially when you go into one of these ruins early on in the game, um, you can like you can look at like these logs of like the people who once lived there in these ruins, and you get like a whole story of how like how shit went down in that. I guess you could call it, it's similar to like a Fallout vault, but you can see the story of what happened there. Yeah. It's it's just a super interesting world and, and story, and the whole time you're kind of going like, well, what the fuck did happen here? You know? Why are these people like this? Why, why, are, why do the tribe and outcasts like completely hate each other? And there's just laws that, you know, where they can't even speak to each other type of stuff like why and it's it's cool um and the environmental storytelling is just fantastic too where you just go wow this used to be a cool place probably Mm -hmm. there's some bad shit that went down here (laughs) so you probably haven't done it yet but there are these other like kind of collectible things called vantage vantages like they're basically like high up vantage points um it's not the same as the long necks i'm sure have you seen a long neck before only in like a trailer Okay, so I don't. I'm not sure if I want to spoil this for you, but like the long necks kind of act sort of like those towers in Far Cry, where they'll reveal an area. So you can climb those and reveal an area. But there's these other things called vantage points, where if you climb up to them, you can like click the right stick to see what see what was once there in the past and get like wow. a little audio file. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Sweet. It's. It's a fantastic game. Uh, the only thing that I, so far at least in my time with it, have been just a little uh, off-put by is honestly the UI. Hmm. I feel the UI can be very overwhelming sometimes where it's just throwing shit at you all the time and just stuff's popping up for your quest over here and stuff you're picking up and it's just that's the only it's not all the time but sometimes i'm just like what the fuck is going on there's just shit getting thrown at me all the time um i don't know you got any issues with the game uh, 
Well, I do have a few issues. I want to say that for the m most part, the facial animations are good, especially the eyes. The eyes are really good in this game. Yeah, but absolutely. Sometimes the mouths don't seem to be working correctly. Like <laughs> they're moving, but they aren't moving in the way you'd expect them to when they're saying the words they are. Yeah. But um, maybe, maybe I don't know if that's just something that I'm getting on a regular. We're both playing this on a regular PS4. I'm not sure how it performs on the PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, which leads to my next uh, statement about it is that I do have a few problems with frames dropping when there are a large amount of enemies on screen, mm. um, especially bandit camps where there are like tens of enemies on the screen. And uh, it kind of chugs a little bit once in a while. It isn't. It doesn't happen all the time, but every once in a while I notice, oh, that was a little bit choppy there. Yeah. But for the I, most I part, it's performing well. Yeah. It is such a beautiful game. Yes. So, like, the more of these RPGs that come out, like The Witcher 3, Final Fantasy 15, Horizon, you know, most likely Mass Effect, the more it just kind of makes Fallout 4 graphically look like a fucking turd. And I know Fallout 4 is supposed to kind of look like a turd because of its setting, but damn, man. Damn. Like, mm. this is one of the most beautiful games that I've ever seen. Like, it it, uh, it feels like Uncharted 4 just in an open world. And it's like, I, I, I just am kind of blown away that Gorilla pulled that, that off. And, I mean, it's kind of to be expected. Shadowfall is a beautiful game on PS4. Uh, it still probably is one of PS4's most beautiful games. Uh, but it's just, it's awesome. It's shocking to me that Guerrilla Games completely reinvented who they are and kind of have shot themselves up to more of one of those elite developers in a way. Killzone franchise is cool, it's fun, but... You know, I don't see it ever really getting past where it is now. You know, I don't see that franchise ever really becoming something super great. Um, but with Horizon, they've developed something that is great and that they can really build upon. Um, and they showed that they can deliver some, you know, something completely new in an RPG, in an action RPG. It's crazy. I, I've i got to hand it to, like, their art team because the art direction, you'll get further on in the game and you'll get to, like, more areas and stuff, but the diversity in landscapes and, like, there are multiple clans that, like, there's diversity among, like, the different clans, their outfits and just, like, their general culture, like, the way it looks in their areas, in their settlements and stuff, their architecture, it's really impressive, like, the diversity in this game, and it's... Yeah. I I gotta say, it's probably the most beautiful game I've seen on console. Yeah, it's crazy. It's that You see this on PS4 and you go, do we really need these new half-step upgraded consoles? Like, Well, from what I've heard, they are even better on those consoles, and I'd, I'd oh, love I to see imagine. that. I'd love yeah. to see it. Um, I can imagine this game in 4K is just jaw-dropping. Because it's jaw-dropping just on a standard PS4 and 1080 TV. Like, holy crap. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the dynamic weather is a little... It's really good. The sound design, I think, is home, near perfect, I think. Um, yeah, it is good. And the soundtrack as well. Yes. Oh, my God. Soundtrack is just superb. It's, it, it's exactly the type of soundtrack that I love in, you know, open world RPGs like this. Like, it's up there with The Witcher 3 in, in Skyrim to me. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic soundtracks. What I will say is that there aren't too many characters outside of Aloy that I'm getting very attached to. Mm. That's That might be another thing that... I know little nitpicky things. I I know, but yeah. you, that, those are the only things that we're finding wrong about this game, because overall it is just, in my opinion, a masterpiece. Yeah, it's it's. I'm so excited to play more of it. I'm I'm actually off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's what I plan on doing all day, uh, doing that, and then I'm seeing Logan. So it's going to be a fantastic day. If you tomorrow. if you manage to come across a Thunderjaw in that time. Text me as soon as you find it. All right. I will. Definitely. Um, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn is great. Also, you know, running on this Decima engine, just so excited. It makes me more excited for Death Stranding and what Death Stranding could be because, damn, it's just a beautiful engine. I'm wondering if they'll let other people use that engine, if they'll license it out because that yeah. engine is amazing. I'm not sure it what it's like to work with because I don't develop games. But I've got to imagine that there are people out there who want to use that engine. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, I wonder if it's something... I mean, I, I don't know. This is just pure throwing shit at the wall at this point. Um, but I wonder if it's something where you know Sony looks at their first-party studios and looks at this engine and goes, Wow, like, I what if everybody used this engine? You know, then we can all kind of help each other and build this engine to be something cool. And... I, I don't know. This ga- this engine's built for open world games. I don't know if this would work for The Last of Us 2, you know, type of thing. Uh, and Naughty Dog has shown that they make just fucking amazing games uh, in terms of graphics. But uh could be something cool. Almost like EA making everybody use Frostbite. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like we have one of the best engines here. Everybody's going to use it. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's here. You can go play it. If you it's have fantastic. a PlayStation 4 and you Please haven't sell. picked this up, you are fucking up. Yeah, and it's it's a uh, it's an essential game for a PlayStation 4, and it just you know it, it's taken a while for you know PlayStation 4 to really get its exclusive game rolling. Um, I'd say the first two years were not the best. It really wasn't until Bloodborne, I think, where it was like, wow, the PlayStation 4 finally has a console exclusive that is just amazing and and pretty much a must-have. And this just keeps building on that, you know? Uncharted 4, Ratchet & Clank, Horizon. Mm-hmm. If you want to throw The Last Guardian in there or something, you can do that. I I'm wouldn't. not going to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah cool I'm excited to play more of it oh yeah anything else no I think I think it's time 
Wow, shit, we've been talking about Horizon for a good twenty minutes now. Um, yeah. yeah, let's move into the news. Good game. Let's see what see what see what news happened this week. Yeah, there's a there's there's some good stuff uh, announced today. We got the next character for Overwatch. I'm very excited. Um, Who is it? Arisa. Ooh. Which, um, basically, so Blizzard has been teasing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, according to Game Four, this is the character will be a robot attacked by Doomfist and rebuilt by the genius inventor Effie Oladeli, which we've talked about both of them. Um, so there you go. Um, Orisa has a fusion driver which functions as her primary uh she's a tank pretty much and she'll have um these pulse type things pulse grenade type things that'll suck enemies to a certain point like zarya um she has a protective barrier um and her ultimate plants a supercharger on the ground and increases nearby enemies attack powers like offensive version of symmetra's alternate 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 ultimate ability. Blech. Try to say that mm. five times fast. Um, the difference is that allies need to be within the supercharger's line of sight in order to receive the buff. All right, that sounds pretty good. I yeah. I'm I'm aching for a new tank to play. Yeah, I, I think adding a tank is is definitely uh, an important thing because you kind of see the same tanks over and over again. You know, a Reinhardt, Roadhog, and Diva, really, for the most part. And then there's um, skilled players like me who play Zarya. Yeah, exactly. And then you all and just this. shoot my shields. Well, you're supposed to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, shoot my shields. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. You, you know, when my armor starts glowing, that means yeah, you shot my shields enough. Yeah. We'll say, wasn't it the other night we were playing and we had... A goal line stand where the team pushed the payload down. Oh to yeah, zero yeah. two. And I was playing. I was playing as won. Bastion, and apparently I didn't know that Bastion got buffed. Yeah. And so I was just mowing them down, and I guess they were pit. They might. They must have been pissed because of the Bastion buff, which is getting changed actually. Yeah. That that was a fantastic match. That that's pretty much as close as you can get. There were point zero two. They were right there. Dude, I got my tank. I got my tank configuration. Fucked them. Yeah. Fucked. Yeah. It was great. Um. Anyways, I'm I'm excited. I don't know if this character is out today or not. I know there's an Overwatch update that got pushed out. No, it is. It isn't out yet. It's um for PC. If you're on the public test servers, um, you can you can play it there. But um, it's not. It's not like in the. It's not in the mix yet. It's in the test on the test stuff, so cool. they're just. I guess they're just balancing it out, seeing what players like about it, what players don't like about it. Yeah, I'm excited, very excited. Uh, more Overwatch characters is not a bad thing. Also, in Overwatch news, season four of competitive play has started. Oh, so we got yeah, yeah. I won't have time at all this weekend. Maybe Saturday. Uh, I won't. Maybe uh, I. I know I won't. <laughs> I probably won't have time until probably next weekend. Mm, that sounds like a good time. So, this weekend I'm going to try to play as much as Horizon Zero Dawn as I possibly can. 
Mm. At the same time, I want to enjoy Horizon Zero Dawn. I just, I don't want to blaze through it just because I feel like I need to. I just want to fucking have have a blast. Enjoy it like a good steak. Exactly. Just bite by bite. Just savor every single one. Yes. Anyways, uh, moving on. Ubisoft and Massive Entertainment announces a new Avatar game. Avatar is in the movie, the James Cameron movies. With the blue cat dudes? Yes. Um, yeah, this is this is a thing that's happening. There was an Avatar game a while ago, uh, around the time the first movie came out. That wow. was not good. Um, but yeah, this is being made by Massive Entertainment, who made The Division. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, seems like a cash grab to me, but you know, whatever. Yeah. They. They. I mean, they literally didn't really say anything about it. They just put a, a small teaser and, hey, if they put time into it and make it an all right game, then sure. Here, I don't. But here, I here's the thing. I don't know how you make Avatar into a game. I don't know either. How How but... is that? even translatable to a game yeah i don't know i don't get it and, and i i <sighs> unless it's a 3d action platformer like sly cooper yeah i don't know there I, I just does anybody care about avatar um max scoville does <laughs> <laughs> like i i get it's the it's the highest grossing movie of all time and all that stuff but I just don't give a fuck about it. Nobody ever really talks about it. I don't see any excitement for for the three new Avatar movies they're making. They're they're fucking eight or nine years too late. I just don't get it. Just don't get why they're so late. But anyways, you can look forward to a new Avatar game from Ubisoft at some point. It's a thing. That's base. They basically just announced it and said this is a thing, mm-hmm. and that's it. They also said that it's not going to impact how they support the division, which is also, I guess, important to people who still play the division. Yeah, and they just put out the last DLC for the division, so you gotta imagine that, you know, support will be winding down. I'm not saying they're cutting it off, but like, come on, man. Uh, moving on, Battlefield One. EA detailed some more stuff about their uh, season pass, basically. Um, We did talk about the first DLC that comes out this month. Still don't really have a date on it uh, called They Shall Not Pass. Um, We talked about that a while ago. But the other expansions got a name. We got In the Name of the Tsar, Enlist Players in the Russian Army Surrounded by Snowy Terrain. Turning Tides is focused on naval battles and has them participating in the first days of the Gallipoli offense, Gallipoli offense. And Apocalypse recreates infamous World War I battles, giving players unique weapons and tools. So there you go. Hold on. Those are the other three things. Gallipoli? You, you, you mispronounced Gallipoli. Did I? Yeah. What did I say? You said Gallipoli. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You are just... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uncultured. You're a heathen. Yeah. 
Gallop, Gallop. <laughs> I just shouldn't speak anymore. I mean, this is kind of a podcast. You you need to speak. Yeah, I, mean, I need you can just your voice. Talk, and I can just nod. Mm. It'll make everybody watch the video version. Mm. Maybe. Which is on plugged on. Yes, YouTube. it is now. Yeah. So there you go. There's going to be 20 new weapons, 16 new maps, 14 superior battle packs, priority server access, new elite classes, and a whole bunch more if you buy this. Basically, it's a whole other battlefield game if you want. Why not? EA has found a way to annualize these games secretly. Hmm. You know, yeah. they, they just basically, they, they ship the game with X amount of multiplayer content and then you give, give you way more in the next year. That's cool, though. I mean, Battlefield is a good game. And this weekend, you can play it for free if you want. Talking about EA multiplayer content, what we got next? Mass Effect Andromeda. JK. Oh, dang. Shit. It's like the Oscars. It's like, oh, la, 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 it's the winner. JK, JK. A lot of Did angry white. Uh, yeah, I watched it, and a lot of angry white folks are out there. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh my goodness, I can't believe they fucked that up. Yeah, I and can't believe they fucked it up, but I can't believe like people are being angry about it. Like, La La Land should have won. Yeah. Even though, like, come on, guys. These these people know what they're talking about, obviously. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like La La Land didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. Well, man, they, they, they cleaned up. Yeah, well, the really shitty part about it is that the people from Moonlight didn't get their spotlight. It's all just... Uh, yeah. A uh, controversy in air quotes. Exactly. When like it, it really isn't. Like you, it's great that they won, but it just deflates the whole situation, you know, mm-hmm. and all the excitement and enjoyment of winning. Because it's like, oh, well, yeah, they they almost didn't pick us. <sighs> the ghost back. of Steve Harvey. Wait, he, he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best things about that, though, is there's a gif of Emma Stone. Of her just going, oh my god! I guess that someone got, and she just keeps saying, oh my god, over and over again. Because I guess that's what she said when she realized, like, what what was about to happen or what was going on. Like, oh, they fucked this up big time. Uh, that's great. Ah. Anyways, EA has canceled the Mass Effect Andromeda uh, technical test for the multiplayer. Um, they said there will no longer be a multiplayer tech test for players at home. Thank you for everyone who signed up. We look forward to seeing you in Andromeda. So you won't be playing Mass Effect Andromeda's multiplayer anytime before launch. Unless you have EA access, which means you're going to be able to play the whole game before launch. Ten hours. Is it, of it. Isn't that thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's ten hours. They limit you to. All right. There you go. I didn't even know they were doing a multiplayer tech test, but now I do. And it's not happening. (laughs) In other EA news, much bigger EA news, is that Peter Moore, who was the chief uh, competitive officer, I believe, um, heading up the whole competitive gaming esports stuff over at EA, has left EA, or will be leaving EA this summer, 
going to Liverpool FC, which is a fucking soccer team. Football, and <laughs> he better not shake things up too much. I like that Arsenal is still better than Liverpool right now. So don't fuck that up, Peter Moore. I love you, and I get that this is your dream job, but don't fuck it up for Arsenal. He's going to make a winning team. Well, they've always been a winning team. They just haven't won championships in a while. Oh. See, so, yeah. what um league is are these teams, the Eng- I guess? The English Premier League. Yeah, okay. I knew it was English. I just get confused with all the different soccer leagues and tournaments and all kinds of stuff. I don't follow football too much. Uh, just more more reasons you're you're a heathen, uncultured, Whoa. festering wound <laughs> on this podcast. Damn. <laughs> all righty. But I still uh, love you. Thanks. I love you too. It's kind of shocking. I'm I'm not shocked at all. Um, really? I I have a feeling this uh, this has been a long time coming for him. Like he, I think he's ex. I don't know the exact details, but he's expressed interest in working for Liverpool like his entire career. Mm. Um. So this is like the logical choice. If he was going to leave EA, this is where he was going to go. Yeah, and Peter Moore's a fascinating guy. Like he, like didn't even really work in video games before he came into the industry at Sega. You know, he worked at Reebok. And then he comes into the industry and does a whole bunch of crazy stuff. You know, it's both Sega and Microsoft and then EA. And and now he's leaving to go uh, run a sports team. So that's, I mean, what a career that guy's had. But I don't know. I'm kind of going to miss him. I, I think he's a... He's one of those people in the gaming industry that are just absolutely fascinating to listen to, and their stories are fascinating, their insight and knowledge of the industry, and and just learning from people like this uh, is just absolutely fascinating, and he will certainly be missed for sure. I was kind of, you know, I'm kind of surprised he wasn't made the CEO of EA, you know? I mean, you're running Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, then go on EA. I don't know. It's interesting, but there you go. I wonder how this whole—I don't hear much about it—but this whole competitive gaming initiative of EA. I wonder how that's going. Because, hmm. yeah, I, you know. Also, I don't really actively follow that stuff. I just don't fully hear about. It. I wonder how developed it is and how much, you know, them having an internal team like that helps their games yeah I, I think like their two big competitive games are fifa and madden like those yeah. are the only two games that i can think of that they actually have a big enough base for to actually have like competitive gaming um none of their other games are either tailored or have a big enough audience for a competitive gaming league in my yeah. opinion i mean i don't know exactly how business works there but just yeah. from what i my perspective, I don't. I think those are the only two games that have a chance at succeeding. Yeah, I don't see Battlefield being a, a big competitive game. You know, no. it's just such a crazy ass thing. But it'd be cool if it fucking was. You imagine like competitive conquest matches? <laughs> Could be rad. 
if you have a full team of 32 somehow. Oh, man. You know, be cool. It's like, that would be kind of hard to put a team together. Like, yeah, with the roster so big, like, the talent pool, you just, it's going to run out. Yeah, definitely. Which I guess is enticing to people who are on the fringes of competitive gaming but can't quite make it. If there were a situation like that where, like, the talent pool, like, there were only so many players that were up there. Yeah. 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 Anyways, there you go. Sad time. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I feel good for him. This is something he wanted. Yes. In something that may or may not blow your mind, Minecraft has sold 121 million copies. Let that sink in for a little bit. 121 million copies. It's crazy. Uh, that is up from the 100 million copies the game sold June of 2016. So it has sold 21 million copies in nine months. I do not think there will be another game that takes off like Minecraft. There will not be another game that outsells Minecraft. It's hard for video game consoles to outsell Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. They sold more copies of Minecraft than Nintendo sold of Wii U's in four years. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Uh... Microsoft's probably pretty happy that they bought Mojang. Uh, Just basically just bringing in a bunch of money all the time. It's like, hey, you know, we don't have a lot of other first-person or first-party games, but uh, we have Minecraft. You know, it's not really exclusive or anything, but it just keeps bringing in money first-party-wise. Why not? Yeah, um, it's going to be the interesting thing because they have been messing around with augmented reality, and rumor has it, well... It's not really a rumor. It's confirmed that they're actually looking to get into VR slash AR into their Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever make a sequel to Minecraft? Hell no. They'll just keep updating Ah, it. It it doesn't make sense to make Mm. a sequel. What do you do? Make them what? You can't do anything other than cubes. (laughs) What the hell else do you do? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there will ever be a Minecraft too, but it'd be pretty damn huge if it was, probably. Um, out of the 121 million copies of Minecraft sold, I have never been a copy that was sold to me. You've never bought Minecraft? I have never played Minecraft ever. You've never played Minecraft ever? No, I've watched people play Minecraft ever. and I go, okay. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I bought it three or four, three times, actually, yeah. Wow. Once once on my Xbox 360, once on PC, and then once on my PlayStation 4. There we go. That's how they get you when you jump platforms. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see it ever going away. I, I don't. Any new platform comes out for it, I see it being there. Moving on. To a very exciting announcement, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor was a fantastic game back in 2014. Some would call it Game of the Year 2014. It's getting a sequel. Finally. 
middle work, Shadow of War. And Frank, let me tell you this. It comes out August 22nd, which is only six months from now. A little less than. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, They put out a nice big trailer for it. There's a gameplay reveal March 8th. Um, Basically, they're expanding on the Nemesis system, which is by far the best part about the first game. Um, Expansive Nemesis system to encompass encompass the environment and other characters by including followers in the Nemesis Fortress. Whatever that is. Followers Uh, sow their own stories of loyalty, betrayal, and revenge. And fortresses let you defeat enemy strongholds and create your own orc army. Why the fuck not? Oh well, all right. I'm I. You can color me excited. I yeah. loved Shadow of Mordor. I'm going to love Shadow of Wardor. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Um, they did though already announce DLC. Uh, <laughs> they haven't even seen what this game is. There's going to be the Slaughter Tribe and the Outlaw Tribe expansions. Wow, that's two just, that's story rude. expansions titled the blade of uh galadriel in the desolation of mordor that is just rude that is rude as fuck oh yeah that, that's that's clear and blatant cutting from the game yeah it's it's one thing to announce dlc before the game comes out but it's one thing to announce dlc before the game comes out and before anybody's ever really seen what it's what it's plays like like holy shit it's crazy uh, I also really like this announce in in turnaround. Six months, mm-hmm. give it to me. Tell yeah. just about everything should be. I I think just about anything, but first party games should be, uh, you know, pretty short. Announce the release. We don't need this long drawn out shit. Uh, but I think for first party, it's just nice to know uh, for someone you know, that cares about exclusives that wants to invest in a platform, what's going to be just on that platform type of thing, you know, like Sony has right now. Like we know about days gone, God of war, uh, last of us Two, death stranding, all that stuff. Uh, they're not going to be here for a while, but it's, 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 it's nice. And it could convince someone to pick something up going like, Hey, if I get this down the road in a year or two, I'm going to get that too. Uh, and you know, I'm excited for that. Uh, but, you know, for third-party stuff, I, I, I very much enjoy this whole short cycle type of thing. I'm inclined to agree with that statement. Um, yes. Yeah. You liked the first Shadow of Mordor, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was it was fantastic. Uh, I think in 2014, I personally enjoyed Dragon Age Inquisition more yeah. than Shadow of Mordor, but Shadow of Mordor was right there. Um, it, it, it's... It, it's a fun game, and it had a really co- a neat combat system, very Batman Arkham light, uh, but it was fun. Um, but the Nemesis system is definitely what what made that fun. I, I'm I'm mostly just looking for, you know, more variety in the world uh, in terms of scenery. For the most part, there was really only two areas in the first game. Like, give me a little bit more. Um, 
and then you know expanding on the nemesis system that's cool that's cool maybe a little bit deeper combat a little bit better story just make everything a little bit better and i think shadow of war can just be a fantastic game didn't you you almost platinum the first game didn't you almost but i, I kind of gave up on it yeah it's not a hard game to platinum you just gotta invest a little bit yeah, I, I think I just ran into, like, a lot of games that I wanted to get to, so I was like, fuck it, no platinum for me, I'll just move yeah. on. Yeah. I'm excited, very much. Uh, this will get PlayStation 4 Pro support as well when it launches on August 22nd. What a year it's been for video games so far. And I think this, hopefully, if it's anything like the first one, will just be another one to add to that. Like, dude, we're going to be able to make a top 10 list by the time it's fucking April at the rate this this year's going. It's mm. crazy. Oh, boy. Someone Lunch. turned the heat on. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is oh. hashtag blazing in this room. Yeah, you can come come to me, man. It's hashtag freezing mm. down here. Dude, it was 77 degrees yesterday dude and today it's 35 degrees it was 89 degrees yesterday fucking march 1st it was 89 degrees (laughs) today i think it was like closer to like 60s Mm. yeah but at least you're not going from hey this is really nice i can go without a coat to fuck i need a coat Mm. you know at least you're staying in, in, in within the same range. I mean, 89 March no, 1st 80, is crazy. 89 is sweating, disgusting, horrible. I'd rather have 89 than 30. I'd I'd say the opposite. I'd I'd rather really? have 30 because at know. least I can bundle up. I don't have to sw- have sticky ass sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like having sweat sweaty balls. No, I don't like having moist scrotums. That's the worst. It's the worst when your balls get a little bit uh, sweaty and then they also get itchy. Mm. And if you haven't it's, like if you haven't trimmed up down there in a while, it's like a swamp. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, you're like going through the swamp. It's it's like fucking um. Oh, it feels like a uh, gosh. Which which movie was that? When F- Sam and Frodo are going through the swamp lands in Lord of the Rings and there's fucking dragon flying around. It's like, that's what they're going through. They're going through your sweaty swamp in your fucking ass. Mm. Also what movie through the was taint. that? Was that The Return of the King? Uh, it's been so long. It's, I, I think I want to say it's The Return of the King. Uh, it's been so long. I don't know. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't really feel like rewatching those movies because they're, they're very long. <laughs> They are. They're fantastic, but they're very long. Uh, I didn't. Re- I didn't know Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King won Best Picture when it came out hmm. in the Oscars. Kind of crazy. I mean, movies like that never win anything, or, or neither are they nominated. So, anyways, uh, now it's all that hipster shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All that social stuff. Uh, moving on to movies, though. Uncharted is supposed to be getting a movie, uh, but <laughs> I don't fucking know. And neither does Neil Druckmann. He said, no one in Naughty Dog has read the script, no idea what the movie is about, let alone its tone. 
So with that, man. Yeah, there just there doesn't seem to be much communication. Um, it's I think someone maybe uh, told him, told whoever I forget who's directing this movie. Um, hold on, blah 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 blah. Well, Joe Joe Carnahan is writing it. Oh, okay. I don't, was know, he I don't the one that tweeted struck. out that he said he had Naughty Dog support? Because whoever he said he got feedback. I don't know if he said he got okay. Naughty Dog. Okay, so he was obviously told something that Neil had no idea about. So I don't know. Let's let's just take this with a grain of salt. Maybe the movie's good. I hope the movie's good. But um, it doesn't appear that Naughty Dog has anything to do with this movie. Yeah, well, uh, the writer said, I've heard, no, I've heard, yeah, I've heard is the Naughty Dog guys are really happy with it. But who knows? They could be like Donald Trump hearing something. They may not be true at all. Neil Druckmann said a recent quote from the writer of the Uncharted film. We know nothing about the film. Wish he'd stop implying that he has our support. Hmm. Oh, I think there's a little bit of beef. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure the source of that beef. Like, who's feeding who information? Like, who's feeding him information about Naughty Dog, or if at all, or if it is completely fabricated? <clears throat> we don't know the truth yet, but the truth is out there, Tyler. Yeah, uh, he did say that he did not write a PG-13 movie, though. Oh, I hope it is R-rated. Yeah. Could be cool. Who who would get to play Nathan Drake? Nolan North. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, Nolan I North wish. could do it. I wish. Absolutely. I I just don't think he has the time to do a movie. No, I don't think so either. He's got too much uh, destiny to do. Oh yeah, he's got that destiny. <laughs> oh shit! Too. Is he gonna come back in Destiny too? He has to. Are we gonna get the ghost? Does you the ghost to... become the speaker? I don't know. But you have to bring back Nolan North and uh, Nathan Fillion. Mm. They were great in the Taken King. They weren't even in the first game until they patched him in. What uh, a thing. Somebody has to have a copy of Dinklebot on disc. Yes. You know, somebody has to, man. Can't let that get lost. Yeah, that is an artifact of gaming history. Definitely. It is. Uh, on this Uncharted movie, though, like, do you even want this? I don't know. I mean, if they do it good, then sure, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to stay true to what Uncharted is and what it feels like, the tone of Uncharted. I think it's going to be some sort of catering to Hollywood appeal that's not going to resonate with people who are actually fans of the series. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing you kind of have to nail are the characters and the tone of Uncharted. Because, you know, the story can kind of be its own thing, whatever, but it has to have the characters, and whoever plays Drake has to nail it, and the writing has to be on point. And then, you know, if you have Elena and Sully and all that stuff, or any other new characters, like, they have to just feel uncharted. And then the tone just has to feel like that, look, you know, just lighthearted, fun type of stuff, but still have its very 
serious character moments. I think if you nail those two things, you, you're on the right track, at least. And Drake kills a lot less people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they how they do that. Actually, why don't we get Nicolas Cage to do this? He can be Nathan Drake. Or Ben Stiller. Uh, Fucking Ben Stiller would be perfect. Yes. It's the, he has the look. He can do it. He's just got to beef up a little bit. I mean, he ran from those dinosaurs in Night in the Museum. Oh, can do it. god damn. <laughs> Adam Sandler can play uh, Sam. Mm, yeah. Oh, man. We got ourselves a great movie. Right on. Uh, I don't know who else. Let's not cast the Uncharted movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'd probably cast it in the worst way. Uh, Some positive news for Sony that the PlayStation VR has almost sold 1 million units. It's sitting at 915,000, which is above that number of the 750,000 that was forecasted. Not by Sony, but by somebody else. Uh, but according to Sony, they are s- selling, uh, it's selling way better than they thought. Mm. It's great. I am... I'm glad. I just wish there were more VR games that I was excited for. So far this year, there's um, there's Farpoint, which I'm really excited for, and then which there's, got a release date. It did of May something, right? Mm-hmm. It's in May, sometime in May. Um, yeah. And then there's the Space Slam game, which is actually out on Steam now, but they're working on getting it out on PlayStation Four. They just yeah. updated me yesterday. But yeah, it, I mean, PlayStation VRs, they're apparently very hard to find, which, you know, it's either um, they are actually selling out of their stock or in Sony just can't keep up or Sony's just kind of restricting this type of stuff. Because I, I imagine they don't want to make a shitload of these things and then not be able to sell them at all. You know, they kind of just want to keep it as steady as they possibly can. You know, I imagine it's a little bit of both here. Um, I wonder how much Resident Evil 7 impacted this at all. If there was anybody that's like, dude, I gotta play this in VR type of thing. Which, I feel sorry know, for those sweet. souls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not that it was a bad experience. It's the best experience of Resident Evil, but it's also the scariest experience of Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's good, though. I, I don't even... I would love to know how close the the Vive and the Rift are to a million units. I know, like, for VR, the PlayStation VR is the most, you know, consumer-friendly and accessible one, uh, especially price-wise. But, so, so it was definitely going to sell the best. But, you know, I, I'd be curious to know how these sales compare to the other ones as well. Um, there just needs to be more games. I mean, this... That Sony selling one million of these very, you know, yes, it's just a million, but like it does show that people are interested and they do want it. They're just, there just needs to be more software. And if there was more software and more, more sort of must have titles, then I think this thing would be selling way better. Um, That's all there needs to be really, I think. Mm. In, In, 
too, like Sony hasn't shown a lot of support of this thing. There's not a ton of advertising for it. There's not, you know, they're not making really any first party games. They're, you know, there's not a whole lot of support from them. Maybe they just didn't want to invest in it because they were just worried that it wouldn't sell. But maybe with this thing being a little bit ahead of their expectations, maybe they go, okay, well, what if we put just a little bit more behind it than what we're doing now? Maybe push a little bit more, get a little bit more games or something. Maybe that can help it as well. Who knows? I just want more games. That's all I want. That's all I want for my PlayStation VR is more games that are worth my time, that are worth setting up my PlayStation VR for. Because that's the main, yeah. the, the main thing for me. Like When I get home after work, I'm like, I just want to jump into a game. And VR is just this, it's just this whole thing where I have to clear out a little bit of space. It, like, you have to make your games worth the effort of actually getting to play them. Yeah. You gotta imagine that is, that is the next step for these headsets, is to go as few cords as possible, you know? Especially for PlayStation VR, because it's supposed to be the easiest. If you can just strap that thing on, turn it on, you're fucking ready to rock. That that would be great. Mm, yes, it I think would. it'll still be a little bit, but anyways, it's good stuff there. Um, How about them PlayStation Plus games for March? Ooh, we got them. What, Here's your what, free what, games for March. What we got here? 2017, we got on PS4, Disc Jam, and Tearaway Unfolded. On PS3, Undernight in Birth in Earth Defense Force 2025. On uh, Vita, you got Lumo, which is also crossed by on PS4, and Severed on the Vita. Severed on the Vita. Definitely going to be checking that one out. I, I did not purchase that game, and I, I do want to play it, so I will be picking that up. But yeah, I think that's a good lineup. Uh, Disc Jam, a brand new game, to be noted. Um, they did have a beta earlier. People talking about that game. Uh, saying it might get big like Rocket League. I don't think it's going to get quite there. I think it's going to be sort of like an IDARP level of success with this one. Mm. But well, yeah. What is it? I, I, I haven't heard anything uh, of this game. I haven't played the beta, but it looks like a game where you throw a disc around and try to score points. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm game. I mean, it's free for us. We might as well check it out. Yeah, exactly. And then Tearaway Unfolded, you know, got some good praise, uh, which is Media, Molecule, Media Molecule's last game mm-hmm. that was on Vita exclusively so. then they're like fuck this didn't sell well let's put it on ps4 and then they're like fuck it didn't sell well let's make it free all right so there you go let's oh yeah, oh, yeah. What, what, what we got here we're getting i like getting free games here. oh yeah what about them what about what but i like new games where are you oh is this going oh! where i think it is it is absolutely <laughs> Let's talk about the new games that came out this week. Oh, yeah. Basically, everything that is in Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you you get this shit kicked off, homie? Yo, homie, I got a game for you. It's out on PlayStation 4 digitally. 
It's called A King's Tale, Final Fantasy XV. Set in the fictional 30 years before Final Fantasy XV, this game features retro-style visuals centered around a fast-paced combat system with influences from modern gaming. The in-depth combat system blends intense attacks, devastating magic, mighty summons, and unique companion attacks into, singular, into a singular gaming experience through three diverse locations in the world of Final Fantasy XV. Right on. Pretty sure this was a pre-order bonus. It's also, I think it's just free. Yeah. Next up is ACA Neo Geo Jam 1975, which is another arcade arcade game. Arcade. God, I can't speak tonight. Arcade Archives, which is the ACA portion. Nam 1975 is an action game released by SNK in 1990. It was one of the first ever games released on Neo Geo. Players take the role of U.S. Special Forces soldiers braving a harsh battlefield as they try to survive a series of deadly firefights. Nam. My day back in Nam. Mm -hmm. Back in Nam. Yeah. This artwork is absolutely terrible. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right, here we go. The next game on the list is Dying, colon, Reborn. PlayStation 4, PSVR, I think it... All right, so it lists both. Available digitally. Old school puzzle-solving gameplay reminiscent of adventure game classics mixed with the impressive first-person visuals that make for a gritty and immersive experience. Fans of movie series such as Saw need to look no further. A mysterious fishhead nemesis, a grudge, a series of never-ending trials, and a shocking ending that will satisfy all your needs. No. No. Really? You said you wanted new PlayStation VR games. Here you go. Yeah, this is going to be a no. <laughs> I, I've already said I'm a bitch when it comes to horror stuff. So, yeah, bad horror stuff is definitely not going to cut it. <laughs> Next up is Forma 8 on PS4 and Vita Digital Cross by Forma 8 is a unique take on the Metroidvania action adventure formula with a striking visual style and huge world to explore. As a small exploration probe, Forma 8, you're stranded alone on the surface of an alien planet, separated from your companions. You have a life-or-death mission to accomplish. Find and recover a lost, powerful energy source before it's too late. Are you ready to uncover the truth? Hmm. That's a good write-up. Yeah, it is a good write-up. In a Metroidvania game on the Vita, I think I might check it out. Yeah. Because the last Metroidvania game I played on the Vita, Axiom Verge, was pretty good. Ooh. Next I still up. got to play that one. Oh, yeah, you do. Next up on the list is Ghostblade HD, available on PlayStation 4 digitally. Ghostblade HD is an intense bullet hell shoot 'em up game with satisfying and addictive score-based gameplay. Designed with modern graphic style and special effects, Ghostblade also features an awesome two-player mode. Ghostblade HD is easy to learn and yet hard to master. <laughs> Yeah. Next up is Grim Legends, The Forsaken Bride on PS4. 
digital. Within the shadow of an ancient forest on the bottom of a foggy valley stands the lonely village of Ravenbrook. The folk there, the folk there are cheerful and diligent, yet warily superstitious. They surround the village with countless charms to keep the evil spirits at bay. For on the other side of the forest, there lies a seemingly bottomless pit known as the Abyss. It is a place where the villagers of Ravenbrook fear most. Okay. The next game on the list is Horizon Zero Dawn. If you want to know more about Horizon Zero Dawn, you can just go back earlier to our discussion about the game. There's no need to yeah. really read the description. We described the game pretty well for you. Yeah. Um, so, beyond that, we have The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing. Well, PlayStation 4 digitally. Put your wide-brimmed hat. Put on your wide-brimmed hat. Grab your weapons and embark on an incredible adventure in the gothic noir world of Borgovia, where, the mad, where mad science threatens the fragile peace between monster and mortal. Be Van Helsing, monster hunter extraordinaire, and save the day with your charming and beautiful companion... Lady Katarina, who happens to be a ghost, by the way. Explore the savage wilderness in the mountains and soot the soot-stained brick districts of a grim metropolis twisted by weird science. Don't forget, you might never know who the real monsters are. Oh my goodness. You ever watch Van Helsing? Nope. From like 2004? Actually, yeah, I did. I think I remember watching that once. Alright, movie. Stranger of the Sword City Revisited. This is the next game on Vita Digital. From the present day to the parallel world of Escario, survive in the land of Polar Night. Enjoy the tried and true fundamental charms of the dungeon RPG genre, such as character creation, dungeon exploring, and item collecting. Mm, I love collecting items. Yeah. Looks like they're going into the mouth of something really disgusting. Um, a veg. Yes, if you... I'm not. No, I'm not going to indulge that. Um, the next game... What? Is Suikoden 4, a PlayStation 2 classic. This has to be a typo. It says PS3 digitally. Yeah, that, that's what I'm confused Hold on. about. I'm I, opening I feel this like in this a new tab. Is... Just to confirm here. But Suikoden 4, a PlayStation 2 classic, releasing on... No, this isn't a typo. On PlayStation 3. Why? <laughs> it's been that's a while since weird. we've had a PlayStation 3 game release. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah it is. This is insane. Um... A prequel to the acclaimed role-playing series Suikoden. Suikoden 4. Wait. Okay, so Suikoden 4 is a prequel to the series. Suikoden 4 reveals the origins of the Rune of Punishment. Although it was set in the past, Suikoden 4 has no shortage of innovation as it features a tactical formation system and more than 60 playable characters. Don't Why are there... It's... Okay. One. Why on PS3... Two, why are there 60 goddamn playable characters? 
Holy <laughs> fuck. In three, why is it called Sweeken in four when it's the prequel? Well, shit. I don't, I, that's a, that's a nitpicky thing. I don't like that shit. Like if it's, if it's numbered, it should go in that fucking order, man. Come on. That's like them calling Star Wars The Phantom Menace Episode 4 when it's the first fucking movie in the timeline. Like, no. Don't do that. Just wanted to go off on that. Okay. <gasps> Next up, Torment Tides and Numenera on PS4 Digital and Retail. Explore Earth one billion years in the future in the science fantasy setting of Numenera. Do you think humans will be around in one billion years frank unfortunately i think we'll destroy ourselves but i think so too (laughs) discover the ninth world built on the bones of extinct hyper advanced civilizations and leave your own mark on it make thousands of essential choices face the consequences and meet death incarnate incarnated as you seek the answer to the ultimate question what does one life matter this game's been getting pretty solid reviews Hmm. i almost confused this for the uh pc game uh tyranny Mm, yeah but no it's 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 kind of in the same genre i believe Eh, tyranny's more sort of kind of i I don't know what the act they didn't really specify on what kind of gameplay this is it's an RPG. I believe it's one of those isometric RPG PC maybe. type. Okay. Well, then maybe they are similar in that way. Um, here we made by. Sorry, I think this is made by the uh, Wasteland guys in Exile. Okay. So. All right. That type of stuff. That's what you can expect. All right. Well, let's move on to. The Walking Dead, the Telltale series, A New Frontier. Telltale's award-winning series returns with its third season. A New Frontier, continuing the emotionally powerful story seen in season one and two, we return to one of gaming's most beloved characters, Clementine. We see her story through the eyes of Javier, a young man determined to find the family taken from him. Yeah, this is just the the retail disc version, Mm. which really only has the first two episodes on the disc, and then the rest you're going to have to download. Why do they keep doing that? Why? Why? I don't know. It's a waste of boxes and discs. Exactly. Just just buy it digitally if you're interested in that game. Uh, Last game, WRC6 on PS4 Digital and Retail. Do you know what WRC stands for? Uh, World Rally Championship. Okay. Yeah, believe so. Uh, on a racetrack, it's the car that makes all the difference. In a rally, it's the driver. WRC six puts your puts you to the test. Fog, mud, punctures, night racing, engine breakdowns. You have to deal with it all. You were right, by the way. I love I love fucking with mud, fog, mud, punctures. Hmm. Mm. Punctures implies penetration. Exactly. And I love implied penetration. Hashtag hashtag implied penetration. Yeah. Penetration in the mud. Mm. When it's foggy. No one can see you. Ever hear that saying something about like 
having your dick in the mud, something like that, fucking a hole in the mud, some disgusting shit. I would hate to fuck in the mud. Mm. I just feel like that would be a terrible thing. Not as bad as sand. I don't think it would be as painful as sand. Yeah. Because sand just kind of grinds on you. Mud is like whatever. It's just filthy. Yeah. Slimy sometimes. If you ever fucked in the mud, let us know. Yeah, definitely let us know if you fucked in the mud. Or any other weird substances. Don't tell us if you fucked inside of another corpse. That's kind of weird. Um... (laughs) You pull like a... Or, or like in another horse, you pull, pull, pull a Leonardo DiCaprio in the Revenant. Spoilers for the Revenant. Cut a fucking horse open and fuck in it. That's a little fucked up. Mm. Actually, I don't know what I'm saying. Mm. I'm just gonna shut up. Mm. All right. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's it. Yeah, that is. That's everything. Yeah. I want to go play fucking Horizon Zero Dawn. It's killing me. Oh, dude, you don't even know, man. I can't even play it tonight. I'm watching Critical Role after this. Oh, no. After I edit this, of course, which I only have half an hour to do now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, All shit. Right. Well, this has been the PlayStation Report episode 51, a nice and meaty one for you all. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PS Report Podcast. You can email us at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com. Fucking nailed it. Yes. Uh, make sure you do that. Make sure you fucking check us out on iTunes, on YouTube. Give us some comments. Give us some reviews. All that good stuff. If you're watching this on YouTube and you notice us on the Plugged On Vids channel, you can hit like, you can hit subscribe, you can comment there if you'd like. Yeah. That is a thing you can do. Um, you can follow Frank on Twitter at the Arctic Sloth. You can follow me on Twitter at PluggedOnVids. That is the YouTube channel of which you may be watching this or listening to this on, whatever you decide. Till next week, see you later, alligator. All right.